Today's episode is a really awesome episode because we're going to talk about three things that you should know about running your backend business. And I will tell you, Emily didn't know any of these three. And I'm not throwing her on a bus because I don't think anybody knows these numbers either or how to figure them out. And so today's episode, we're going to get real with how to increase your profit in running a business, realizing that most estheticians are only making 25 to 35% profit in their revenue, which is so freaking devastating. And it's because ignorance is bliss. And I think a lot of us are not educated about this stuff in esthetician school, nor how would we know this stuff unless we were in like a financial advisor. And so I just wanted to share the tea with you guys about this awesome article I read from Schedulicity talking about your backend numbers and how to grow your business. And so the biggest takeaway from today is if you don't know your numbers, you don't know your business. Hi, I'm Mel. And I'm Emily. We are licensed estheticians and co-founders of The Skin Distillery. Welcome to The Lounge, a show about two SD besties, aka us, who have a cocktail or two and converse about our journey in the treatment room. Our goal is to start changing the mindset of estheticians by sharing our vulnerabilities and business strategies to let you know that you are not alone and you can have it all. Cheers! With every episode, we have a drink of choice, and today we are going the coffee route. All the caffeine this yes, week. all the caffeine. So Starbucks has their holiday drinks out. Yum. And some people are, you know, they stick with their tried and true. Do you kind of just feel like such a basic bitch being like oh, Starbucks holiday drinks? 100%. <laughs> but it's like, hello. I'm really into Christmas this year, so, so I'm okay with it. I love festive things i love a good like bill crosby christmas christmas album yeah are you kidding like yeah. i'm all about it i don't care does it make it can we just mention that we're both going to see home alone yes. at the minneapolis orchestra it, i'm so freaking jacked so for those that don't know what that is it's they play the movie home alone and the minnesota orchestra is playing live the soundtrack live and that's yes. such a great soundtrack oh my gosh it's amazing we're I'm, going to the yes. same show i'm going with my husband emily's going with her family yes it's going to be fantastic oh, I we're going wait. to a matinee on a yes. saturday i'm so excited i also got my family tickets i don't i think i don't know if you've done this yet but um there is a vintage movie theater yeah. called Hyatt. jeremy and i did yeah. it last year and it's yes. white christmas exactly so that's another thing that we do as so a family. Cute. and so we're jeremy loved that. the organ player yeah isn't she the best but i will say white christmas really isn't a christmas movie I felt like it. Um, I was high also, which made the movie okay. better. Okay, it's definitely a Christmas movie. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> okay. We, Maybe like tone down the next time you. No, you I mean like it. I wasn't like high on my mind. I just mean like oh, I Jeremy and I didn't think it was like there wasn't enough Christmas about it to be a Christmas movie. It's the the it's, ending is really what makes it the Christmas. I know. Yeah. I I hear you. It's um. It's so worth to go to see. Holiday Inn is really the Christmas movie, but this is the sequel to that. Gotcha. So Holiday Inn, that'll be more okay. More the thing. Okay. So our drink of choice today is the sugar cookie latte. Um, it's it is very basic, but I love sugar cookies, and Mel Me makes too. the best sugar. I cookies. do make the best sugar cookies. So we'll see how this compares to the real deal. But um, so I went with whole milk. It is almond milk on their menu. I hate almond milk. I hate their almond milk. 
Oh, you hate Starbucks almond yes. milk. Yes. Um, I don't hate their almond milk, but I just agree. Like anytime I get a Starbucks drink that has oat milk or almond milk, it tastes like trash. They're, so I just yes. get the whole milk. Even though it's more calories, I don't give a shit. No, I don't either. And it's kind of – yeah. So I, I'll drink – almond milk at my home but not at starbucks so this is the blonde espresso roast it's two shots of espresso because one is not enough and then i did three pumps of the sugar cookie syrup i think it comes with four um so we'll see oh and ristretto pull hello you gotta do blonde ristretto pull on the espresso anyways mm-hmm. let's try this all right fucking delicious it's so good it's drinking a christmas cookie it is oh that's good. Uh-huh. That makes me really happy. This is also very cozy. In another episode that we have, um, we did the chai. Mm-hmm. And that was like the Christmas chai gingerbread. In a, yeah, that was Christmas in a cup. This is also both have their thing. If you like a yeah. ch- if you're a chai girl, get the chai. Yes. If you're more of like a regular coffee girl or like a latte girl, get this. Exactly. Both and are good though. Both are really good. And you can make this less sweet or more sweet depending on your preference, which is nice. I think it's perfect. But this is great. Mm. Okay. Happy. Yeah. Happy, happy, happy. Okay. So today's episode I thought would be <sighs> really good for us to all kind of just reassess our back end numbers because we're going into end of year. Yeah. And I found this really awesome article that Schedulicity had written up. It was a nice blog article. You read those? Um, I, I just stumbled upon it. Okay. I don't normally – I just literally stumbled upon it and I was like, wow, everything they're saying is like meant for a solo suite renter huh. who is a hairstylist or esthetician. All right. Let's so go. I was like, I bet Emily doesn't know these numbers. <laughs> oh, maybe I do. Or maybe you don't. <laughs> so um, I probably don't. They found that the current average for most salons and beauty businesses hovers around twenty-five to thirty-five percent profit. Hmm. So that means, like, if you made or if you did a hundred thousand dollars gross in revenue, thirty-five mm-hmm. percent would be you. You walked away with thirty-five thousand dollars only. Oh lord. So yeah, it's very eye-opening. Your goal should be at least fifty percent profit when running your business. Okay. Um, so often what stands between us and our goal profit percentage is unforeseen costs. Yeah. Yeah. So are you scared to look at your backend numbers and running your business? Do you even know what you made last month in gross income versus net income? What are your top expenses? Do you know how much profit you've made this year so far? And honestly, if you're kind of like, kind of, <laughs> if that's your answer, Emily, eh, I think I know what I made. I actually do. Okay. Because I well, met with my financial advisor. Okay. Let's so go. So I will say this. I don't have my last month's breakdown. I have my Do you know what you did date. gross? No. I know. No, I just, not last month. But like, do you know what you did up to gross up to September? No. I, w- I would need to check See, that. See, this is a good exactly. example. Yeah. Do you know what your net was? No. There we go. Okay. Okay. Not to throw you under the bus. No. No bus is being – I'm not under any bus. I get it. I – I just know like more generally speaking, like the whole year I know where I'm at, but not month to month. Okay. For the at least October. Okay. So th- I know September somewhat. I want you to remember this quote and I might title the episode this. <clears throat> if you don't know your numbers, you don't know your business. Okay. So I'm gonna get real with you guys. And I you know that's me, that's, I love my back end shit. Yeah. So the first thing that they recommended was calculate your 12%. And I was like, what the fuck is that? So as a suite owner or renter, 
in the beauty industry, your target rent or mortgage per month should be 12% of your total revenue. Okay. So what that means is I'm going to, I'm going to, do you want me just to tell them an example and then tell them ours? Yes. Okay. So if you're already renting, you can calculate this by doing your monthly rent divided by 0.12. So let's say Mm -hmm. you rent per month is $1,200. That's what you pay a month renting. Yep. You should be at least making $10,000 gross revenue. Okay. Uh Uh-huh. So I'm obviously writing this down will make more sense. And I'll probably will put this on a carousel on Instagram so you can legit like look at each point. But I thought this was really eye-opening because I was like, God, where do we fall? Because I feel like our rent is kind of high. It is high. But based on our what, well, but actually we fall fine. So well, that's um, good. So right now, Emily and I need to be bringing in at least $13,000 $13,300 each month um, to fall in that 12% category. Okay. We make more than that. Yeah. So basically, um, we're fine. So the biggest thing, like if you're a renter or you're looking to rent a space, do the 12% rule. So if you're not renting, you would take your That's monthly- That's going to be hard for some people. Yeah. For some people. So like, let's pretend you saw a space for lease um, that was $1,000 or yeah, $1,000 a month. Uh-huh. You would take 1000 um times 0.12 and that would tell you how much revenue you should be making a month. Okay. So type that in for me. 1000 times 0.12. 120? No, that doesn't make sense. 1000 times 0. 0.12. 0.12. 120. Why am I not doing this? Oh, that's a division. Sorry. Take 10,000 times 0.12. Okay. 1,200. Perfect. So example, if you made $10,000 a month, your rent should be around $1,200. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. And that's a little confusing. I feel like numbers are easy to visually see versus talking. Okay. But just that seems more doable, but. But here's the thing. I did our numbers from when we first started and like we were, we had like a very low rent, but like, remember yeah. we did that episode where we talked about what we made our first couple months. Yeah. I was like freaking dying. Yeah. So we both at that time were doing our rents per person was 600 each. Okay. Yeah. But I was like bringing in like two grand a month. Okay. Mm-hmm. So if you took, <laughs> this is the sad part. If you literally Ugh. took, um, the the six hundred dollars divided by 0.12 that means i should have been making at least five thousand dollars a month well we definitely were not but it said like keep in mind if you're not other ways you can do that is obviously trying to build your bookings having a side hustle we did makeup then as a side hustle yeah so but i really like this because it said most salon owners are spending not making enough revenue to cover their rent i believe that so you're losing your profit margin yeah so it's called the 12% like rule. And so you should take a look at actually what you're, if you're actually falling in that threshold or not. And if you're not, how can you increase your revenue to hit that threshold? Mm-hmm. So I thought that was really good because I didn't know that. It's very eye-opening. Okay. This one's really great also <clears throat> is the supply cost divided by revenue. So let's, what that means is let's talk supplies. This is the part um, that I really like because a lot of salon owners and estheticians overspend on back bar. It's easy to fall into that trap because there's like, oh, if you buy the bundle, you'll get like better savings. But then you sit on freaking stock and like you should have just bought the products you needed versus buying bulk. And so 
Emily, if you had to guess, what would be the number for um, the percentage that you should be spending a month in your like back bar purchases for treatments? If I had to guess, yeah, this the doesn't percentage. include this doesn't include like retail. That's different, like the retail you sell. So think of materials and supplies okay. to do your facials, okay. to do pro style, to do glow to facial, to you know laundry, whatever disposables. Huh? Okay. What would be the percentage you think total that you should be like budgeting for i would say anywhere between like 10 to 13 percent good job 15 percent. really so the budget okay. and benchmark for sweet owners and renters on back bar supplies is 15 percent, and uh, this yeah. does not include retail retail is a totally separate equation okay that i, I believe that most people run over this so yeah, i for sure have Oh, always. Yeah. So how to figure out if you're over this, you need to take what you spent on back bar supplies and then divide that by your total monthly revenue. So let's say you spent $1,000 and your revenue was $6,000. That means your supplies are 16.6%. So you're over. And that's how it gets sneaky on you because this is why you need to be charging the right amount for a treatment. This is why um, you need to be not just like buying everything and anything that you see online buy what you're actually using would be my advice that makes sense because it's just a waste of money it is a waste and of money. it creates clutter and it's pointless so the budget should be 15 percent or less the less you spend the more money you have for profit i ran my numbers emily's are going to be different than mine mm -hmm. i was over i oh, I'm for sure over. i was about 17.5 which wasn't horrible but it's still where I could be taking a look at how to be more effective with buying my back bar. Mm -hmm. So um, that's something I could be better at too. We all have areas of growth. <laughs> okay. So the last thing that I think everybody can really benefit from is calculating your salon's target profit. So this is where you need to like create your goals of how much you want to make a year. And so the current average for most salons, I said, was 25 to 35% profit, which is not good. So if you did $100,000 in revenue, total gross, you'd only go home with $35,000. That seems really shitty. It is. Now, if you went home with $50,000, that's pretty decent, right? But that's where I'm always like, I always try to aim for 50% and it makes me happy to know that I'm actually like kind of in that threshold. Ideally, I would love to see a 60-40%, but I don't know if that's possible with the cost of back bar supplies and everything just going up in price. It'd be tough. You'd have to raise your prices again. Yeah. And we've already done all that. Yeah. So having a clear budget and benchmark every month will keep you on track. Um, that's why like the beginning of this year, I gave myself a goal, you guys, of $220,000. Yeah. gross revenue. Because I told myself if I split that in half, that means I'm making over six figures still as my profit. This year we did have more expenses. We had to move studios. So we invested in that. Plus we purchased the glow to facial device, which I don't regret because it's brought in more income. Definitely. But again, those costs have kind of decreased my like profit. If you got rid of that skew, I actually would be higher, I think. Uh, yeah, I agree. I definitely have not made my goal. I'm I made more than last year. I, I will have made more than last year, but we had a lot of expenses this year. We did, but I'm going to ask you a real question. Then. Okay. Do you feel like you were accurately tracking every month? No. Oh, for sure not. So no. you were not making real goals. Correct. 
okay. Yeah. Because I think by having I'm not I'm not tracking this weekly, guys. I go in each month at the end of, like I I have a goal, a number I need to hit. So if I wanted to make $220,000 a month, I think that breaks down to what is that a monthly like for 12 months? $220,000 divided by 12. I need to be bringing in about $18,000 plus a month. That means some months could be more, some months could be less, but mm-hmm. that's just an average. Yeah. So I always go in like, okay, I know I have slower months. I know there'll be less, but then I can make up the difference with the next month because I'll know I'll make more. Right. Right? Yeah. And so by having me like just checking every month to see if I'm pacing, I think it's holding me more accountable to hit my goal because I'll be like, ooh, I could push some more retail. Ooh, I could like, you know what? I might add an hour to my books because I'm full, but I like, I would take a $300 pro sale treatment, you know, like. Definitely. Like I get excited because now I have a number to hit. If I just was like, "Mm, I'd want to see this number, but if I don't have like real numbers in front of me to see. I don't think I'm going to be as accountable. Exactly. And that's that's definitely like where I have fallen. Now that I'm meeting with my financial advisor and just kind of like having more tangible goals just personally, I think that's going to trickle into my business as well. And I'm really excited actually about this next year. I think that um, – and I know I've said this on previous podcasts. Like I kind of have to get to a point where I am like ready for things. And that's just how I'm wired. And once I'm ready, it's like, boom, nothing's stopping me. And so I kind of feel like that's where I'm at now is Mm -hmm. like, I really feel like I want to take control of my business. I want to make those goals. And it's something that is exciting to me at this point rather than intimidating. Mm -hmm. And I think that's where a lot of people fall short is they feel intimidated. And if you're like me, when you feel like you're not good at something or it's a weakness, you kind of want to just like not even go there. Mm -hmm. It's better to just like ignorance bliss. Yeah. You don't want to look at your numbers. You don't want to like you're like, well, I'm able to pay my bills. I'm not really going to look at my stuff. Yeah, exactly. And that's where I've been at. And it's like, nope, that's not going to cut it anymore. If you want to get to that next level, you have to know your business. Mm -hmm. You have to know what you're dealing with and what you're bringing in and what you're not bringing in. Yeah. And you have to own it. Yeah. And once you get to that point, it's, there's like, there is a personal accountability there and it's make it more of like a game. Which I do. Yeah. Make it something. I make it a game. Make it something fun and kind of like be competitive with yourself. It's like, you know, and you don't have to have these huge numbers. It's okay. Like make whatever number you want but also don't limit yourself you know don't keep your numbers small because you don't think that you can do it mm-hmm. yeah right I, oh I mean that's why I don't because if you do that you will keep yourself small exactly I think the other like big takeaway too is we all definitely deserve to do at least 50% profit because if you're not then maybe you're better off just working for somebody else. And that is totally fine. Do you know how much less stress it would be? Right. I mean, if you're going to take the time to have a studio and all the expenses and time of marking your business and setting everything up and running the back end for taxes, but you're only taking home 25%, I don't think it's worth it. Do you? No. Yeah. It's a lot of work for very little outcome. Payout. Yeah. And so that's where you do have to be a little bit strategic. And that's where if – where I go back from the beginning of the quote that I love today, if you don't know your numbers, you don't know your business. And so this is to get your fire in your butt for the end of the year to kind of relook at your numbers and hopefully make you more serious about 2024. Boom. Boom. That was good, Matt. That was really good. Cheers. Cheers. I can hear little Dudley squeaking his toy ready for lunchtime and a a little break. So we're going (laughs) to eat. 
And um, I hope you guys like this episode. And if you do have more questions about it, we'd love to hear it. I definitely wanted to be very honest and transparent with my numbers. Yeah. Um, just because everyone has different goals and you will hit them if you are accountable and set numbers. Yes. There's something about writing it down, visualizing it. Checking in every month. Yes. Jeremy's laughing at Dudley. <laughs> He's going ape with his little, the most obnoxious toy. All right. I guess okay, it's time guys. to eat. Have a good week. Cheers. Hey, it's Mel here. Did you like today's episode? I hope you did. And if you did, if you could take the time to leave us a review via our podcast, that would be amazing. There is a section below um, after you've listened to the show that you can rank our show and you can also write us a message of what you thought of the show. That would be great because the more reviews we get, it allows other people to find us more easily on this platform. And we want to keep creating content for you. And in order to do so, we need the love and support. So if you can take the time today to leave us a review, we would appreciate it. And we hope to hear from you.